Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast, where me, DB, and Pat Perry of the Tour Junkies are going to give a first look to the Charles Schwab Challenge, the first event of the PGA Tour season, getting back up and running after old COVID-19. We're going to talk about the volatility that is going to be next week. We're going to talk about some strategy stuff. We're going to talk about six players that we think have uh, a little extra reason to pay attention to these guys leading into next week and uh, some potential storylines that may be important to you. Some new things that are going on around Tour Junkies, some stuff we've been we've been working on in this 90-day offseason. It's been wild. We love the listeners. We appreciate all of you who have supported us throughout, and we welcome the new listeners coming in. We're going to have some great content for you next week as the PJ Tour gets back up and running. So thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Please leave us an iTunes review if you think about it. We would really appreciate a five-star review on iTunes if you like the show, if you've supported the show for any amount of time. Taking that little extra few minutes to leave us an iTunes review actually goes a long way. Helps us, helps other people find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. And we read every single one of them. Thanks again, and let's get to it. You gotta have a special guest, DFS, DB, and them long shots. From Augusta to Sawgrass, we got your picks, we got your stats. Catch a bus, catch a lats, sip some rose with Pat. Tour, 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 junkies. What's going on, golf addicts? DB here of the Tour Junkies, Pat Perry with me, and we are live on YouTube. We're streaming. We're excited. You may be listening to just the audio version of this podcast. The The sad thing about that, if that is you, is you can't see my amazing shirt. I love my new shirt that it I have is. right now. It is beautiful. It's a great shirt. Um, you also can't see one of the new Tour Junkie shirts that I'm wearing that are in the shop. Yeah, that people need to go and buy. But hey, listen, we are really excited to be back at it. We're like, you know what? Next Monday, the PGA Tour comes back. Um, and, you know, the plan would be that it continues to go throughout the rest of the year. So why not just let's just get let's just get jiggy with it. You know what I mean? And uh, and run this little exhibition right on back. Um, so we're you know, we're here tonight. We're excited. We're going to talk about uh, the Charles Schwab Challenge. We're going to talk about Colonial. We're going to have some fun tonight. Um, we're going to talk about some new things on the horizon for TJ, as well as where you can, uh, you know, where you can make sure that you find yourself with some, uh, the best TJ content that you can, uh, you can think of next week when things really get going. So, uh, welcome to everyone, uh, getting back into the swing of things with golf. We're probably gonna have a lot of new listeners, a lot of new viewers over the next few weeks as, you know, the PJ tour becomes the first major sport that's getting back in action. Um, so we're really excited about that. Uh, and, uh, very, 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 very pumped. Pat, what's the, uh, what's the podcast use tonight, buddy? What do you, what do you got? It hadn't, it hadn't really changed. You know, it's been this way, the whole quarantine, just got a little Tito's with a little, little mixer here. Uh, so yeah, just easy, easy for me tonight. And, uh, I may switch it up. Maybe I'll switch it up for next week. I, I don't know. You can't tell. You got a little Casamigos, don't you? Got my Tour Junkies uh, glass. You can't really tell. Uh, Yeah, this is a a very strong margarita. Like eight parts tequila, two parts uh, margarita mix. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
before we get started, Pat and I talked about this today, uh, and we are going to have a great time. We, we want to we wanna hopefully provide some entertainment, a reprieve from whatever it is that, that normal life is, is bringing your way right now. But, you know, we also want to address what is going on uh, with the country that we are living in right now and what is happening around the U.S. Because as, um, you know, even though our platform is, is not big, uh, it is a platform. And, um, you know, we talked about it today. It's like, you know, maybe most people listening to this don't really care what we have to say or, um, and I don't blame you. Like I, I probably wouldn't either. Uh, I mean, I've heard people that I listen to on a regular basis talk about it and I don't really care. I, I have my own thoughts and that's great for them. But, um, for the most part, maybe some of you want to check out during this part. Uh, but I do know this, that we have, uh, we have African-American fans that listen to this show. We interact with them on a, on a, on a regular basis. I think Anita, our girl, Nita, who's a member at the, uh, you know, in the nut hut, she's constantly talking to us on Twitter. I got my boy that lives here in Augusta. Uh, we need to meet up and play golf with him, by the way. Um, we've got a number of African-American fans that listen to this podcast. And the, if, if we only say this for those fans, like we just want to say, that, uh, you know, obviously what happened to George Floyd is uh, awful and it's, uh, there's no excuse for it for uh, the officer with his knee on his neck and there's no excuse for the officers that stood around and watched it happen. Um, there is absolutely zero excuse for that. And um, we hear you and we understand that, um, you know, that there's a lot of people hurting right now in the U.S. And, um, you know, while, while Pat and myself can't really, you know, I can't empathize because I've not, I've not been in that position. Um, we, we're sad for you and we're sad for this country and we want to do whatever we can do um, personally and with our, within our own families um, that, uh, you know, uh, that, that we can do to help, you know, help make change. Um, and, uh, you know, we just want to say that we love you and, uh, you know, we, we need to, we need to stop being so divided, stop looking for reasons to, to hate people or, uh, you know, and start looking out for people and looking out for each other. Um, and, uh, man, we just, we just want to see things, see things, uh, people change and things get better and not just, you know, have some nights of protest and then see things move on and, you know, then we kind of forget about it again. Like we, we really need some change in this country at a lot of different levels. Um, and we want to do whatever we need to do to, to, to help spread that message. Um, so uh, we love everybody out there and there, there's no reason that we can't, we can't find common ground and be, uh, be good to people. Um, so Pat. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I could really say it much better than that. I mean, I think that this is a, this is, you know, we got this freaking damn pandemic, and then we have this, and this is just so important. I mean, there, there, I mean, the fact that that our African American brothers and sisters, they're they're struggling right now, and I, they don't want it. I mean, what am I supposed to say? I mean, I can't, like you said, use the word empathy. I mean. I can't begin to even imagine what they've gone through and what they, what they're going through now. And so no one wants to hear from, from me. I mean, I, I need to shut my damn mouth at this point and you got to listen. And I, that's what I want to do is I want to listen and I want to be a part of the solution. 
Um, I think, you know, I think our generation, every generation can make this change now, you know, and then we can pass it down to other generations. We need to be telling our kids about this. You know, it's, it's, it's tough conversations, but we need to make sure that it is passed down from a generational standpoint because it's, it's a problem in this country and it's upsetting to me and the divisiveness that I've seen, it's just, it's, it's really sad but I think we can make a change. And I'm, I'm, you know, in general, just my personality, I'm a hopeful person. I'm, I'm a positive person and I believe in the good in people. And I think there are a lot of good folks in this country, man, woman, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever it is. And we can all work together to make this, to make this better. And because you're seeing right now that this it's, it's not, it's not going the right way. And we've got to, we've got to be agents of that change. And I'm all about it. I'm all about it. And so I think that, you know, again, it's just, let's just be a part of it. Let's be a part of that change and make things better. I mean, you know, and you can talk, you know, we, we don't need to get into details. Like obviously the, there's media on all sides screwing this up and making this worse. Um, there are, uh, you know, there are peaceful protests that are fantastic uh, that we approve of that I think everybody would approve of and we all agree on. And then there, there, there are not peaceful protests and there's violent protests and there's, you know, businesses being destroyed, livelihoods being destroyed, um, looting and all that stuff that, that nobody I, I feel like really approves of. Um, but, you know, just like, just like, you know, not all those people out there on the streets are bad. Um, we need to start, uh, also recognizing that not every police officer is bad. You know, I tweeted it out today. My dad was a police officer for over 30 years. My dad grew up in the South. He's old. He's in his seventies. Okay. So he grew up in, you know, a, a South when he was a young man that was highly, um, divided and, and racism was stronger then than it is now. Um, and, and he didn't come out of it that way. Right. And he, he grew up in the South his whole life. He was a police officer for over 30 years in the South, his whole career and never did anything like what that, I don't even want to say his name, what that, that Dick did, uh, to George Floyd, never did any of that, never killed another man. Um, never critically injured another man. And my dad was not behind a desk. My dad was a beat cop on the road for probably 25 of those 30 years. He was a SWAT team commander. He was a bicycle cop. He was a jail uh, supervisor. He did it all. He was a hostage negotiator. He literally never, you know, killed anyone and never even critically injured anyone. Um, and so, you know, if a guy like that, that grew up in Augusta, Georgia in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, can, can make that happen, um, then anybody should be able to do that. So I think obviously we need some reform when it comes to our, our officers. There needs to be more oversight. There needs to be something else that, that we can weed out and, and better find the people like Derek uh, Chauvin or whatever. Um, so I'm going to say his name and then I said it. Um, you know, there needs to be reform there. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm reminded, you know, today I was thinking about my dad who retired, you know, five years ago. Um, you know, I'm just reminded like, dang, like he was in a lot of hot situations and, and um, didn't have the best upbringing and was able to, to control himself, you know, um, 
enough that he didn't have to take another man's life or, or critically injure somebody, you know? Um, so there are, there are plenty of those out there and, um, you know, let's, let's remember that. And, uh, and also just, you know, we, we can't, we can't, I was talking to, uh, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and he's like, you know, white people can't just be, you can't just listen right now. Like you got to listen and speak up. And that, yeah. that kind of challenged me, you know, we, we do have to kind of speak up. We need to listen first, but, but we do need to speak up. Um, and because you just, you know, anyway, I, that's about all the time we want to spend on it because it's, yeah, you know, I mean, um, we definitely want to have a reprieve, but yeah, I think it's, it needs to be talked about the, that you just said, speak about it. I think that's, you know, what we do. You speak about it. Um, again, I think, I mean, I, hell, I'm the last person people want to hear from is it. It's shit. I mean, I, I, I grew up, you know, in a way that I just, I feel like I just, I really need to, I don't know, you know, just got to learn to be, you got to learn to be better in this, these situations and, and, and just, and listen and learn and educate yourself. And like you said, being, you know, speak out on these, these issues um, because we can make this world better. And I think we will. 100% agree, man. Um, yeah, dude, we, we, we love every listener we have. We love uh, all the people that interact with us, uh, except the trolls. Those guys are kind of tools. Um, but, oh, yeah. uh, we, <laughs> but they just got their own problems, man. We, we'd probably love you if you quit being a, a tool. But, uh, you know, it's going to be fun, man. We're getting back to this. I, I, you know, uh, sports will, uh, will be back, like real sports, like golf will be back next week on Monday we will have a podcast and we will be making picks, talking DFS, talking betting, um, talk all the storylines. And it's, it's going to feel so good, dude. It's been, it's been two months since we've done, or three months since we, let's see, April, May. Yeah. It's been like three yeah, months. It'll be, it'll be exactly almost this. three months. Yeah. It's going to feel very much like the swing season coming back or something. You know what I mean? Like it's going to feel like we're, except we had a longer break than, than, any break on the PJ tour, we had a longer break then. I mean, that was, yeah. I mean, it's, I can't wait though. I mean, it's, it's like refreshing that like we get to, to do this next week and talk golf and have live sporting events and all this kind of stuff. I mean, oh man, I cannot wait. I've, I've I think it's, it's rejuvenated me as far as the show's concerned. You know, we do so many shows every year. God, you need some rejuvenation too. Tell me what that, tell, t let's talk more about that. T tell me more about how that's I mean, it's, it's you. from, it's from a, we could get into this because we were, we were going to talk about quarantine life and how that may have changed us a little bit or what we've, you know, learned in that. I've learned for one, how much I freaking love golf. I mean, just the passion that <laughs> I have for golf. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, man. Yeah, I've played more golf during the quarantine, and I've, you know, I've, I've felt like I've, I've thought more about what's my process going to be like when I, when we get back to, to playing DraftKings and DFS golf. Like, how is that going to change? Like, mm. I think that it's interesting that we're not going to have, you know, any recent form to go off of, and we'll get into this later, I'm sure. And so I think that I'm really – I'm probably going to, you know, go with a little more on the stat side than I used to uh, leading up to these first couple of events. And I want to see what that, what happens with that. I want to see, 
you know, where that goes with my process and things like that. Cause I am, you know, we know I'm a course history guy. I love that. And we're going to have that, you know, this week or next week, but recent form is a huge factor in what, the way I pick, but I just don't think you can, you can't look at that obviously for these first few events. So I think it's going to be interesting how that, how that works out and how, you know, you know, my process is, but I don't know. I mean, just a lot of it's just passion for the show coming back. I mean, we've, we haven't been able to, you know, talk real golf and things like that. And it gets, look, I mean, seeing your face every week. I mean, I, I love you, buddy, but you know, doing this every week and, and, you know, can be a grind at times. And we've had this three month break and now I feel like I'm ready to just be shot out of the cannon and get to talk golf and whatever else and interact with folks. I can't wait. So I, I hope you're shot out of a cannon into like, let me create some content world. You know what I mean? Like I would love well, to see too. your that face too. more on the Instagram feed and the, you know what I mean? Like that's what I, I can't wait to see rejuvenated Pat do all that. That's going to be uh that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you, uh, you know, we, we, we haven't been able to do as many podcasts as we wanted, you know, now we have, we have brought some value. I feel like to, some nut hut members since the quarantine happened. If you stuck in there with us, we really appreciate you guys doing that. That that was awesome. That meant a lot to us. We've had some great uh, nut hut nights uh, during this whole COVID thing. Um, that's that's been a lot of fun. But you know, we uh, it hasn't been the same. We've had some great interviews. We had Boo Weekly. We had Harry Higgs. Two incredible interviews that we released. If you've not watched those, you need to watch those. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pumped to get back to it. I almost need to remind myself what all we do every week. Uh, now in, in the, in the meantime, though, while we haven't been doing a podcast every week, we have been working on a few things. Okay. Uh, let me see a couple things that are in the works. Uh, you know, we can't necessarily reveal everything yet this week, but probably next week we can a couple things in the works. First of all, we got new head covers, Pat, you should go get the head covers and put it, show them, show them to everybody in the camera. Are they right there? You got uh, some they head are, covers? actually. Yeah. Okay. No, we got some new head covers, driver, uh, three wood, fairway wood, any fairway wood. Uh, and um, right now we only have mallet putter head covers. The blade putter head covers will come in a couple, maybe like a month or two. Um, but these things are freaking sweet. They're made by Case Golf. That's C-A-Y-C-E. And they are amazing. They will uh, be on the Casey. shop. Whatever. Casey, Case, I don't know. They will be in the shop for you to purchase, uh, what's today, Monday, probably by Thursday at the latest. Thursday at the latest. Show them to us. Okay. Are we ready for the great? Oh, yeah. I'm going to start with a putter cover. So here is the uh, mallet putter cover. Okay, you got you to, like, get it out of the freaking glare. Put it, hold it still. Damn it. Those are acorns. Those are little acorns on there. I mean, what are we doing? Uh, you really you wanted like some yeah, real there you go stuff. okay that's good i mean you're like waving it right. around the camera won't even focus on it okay all right all right fine okay that's the that's the mouse this is just like this is just like old times yeah all right so three wood three wood okay all right now now there's you might have there you go i mean i have to kind of you may not be able to see the subtlety there but there's the definition of addict there from from the old uh, dictionary which is the uh the book of word definitions there's yeah. what you need right there yeah, and that's got the, the word addict. yeah that's yeah, the word so. addict right there okay um driver head cover we got this white one. Ooh, that is fresh to death with acorns the acorns again dude that thing right there it's that's hot. gonna go quick i can tell you that right now that's gonna be a hot seller yeah but this one too right here, this is a little different. This one you're going to be like, like nobody's going to have a color like this. Okay, so 
Dang, Gina. Dang, Gina. That's fresh, man. Those are sweet. That's a driver one too, right? Yeah, that's a driver one. Yeah. Okay. So the and driver then, ones are the white got, and brown, right? No, we got one. We also got a driver one, and just like the three wood one. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. At least, at least yeah. See. How these, much are we? I don't know. We don't. These are different. Here. These are different sizes. See. Oh, it's okay. The same. Beautiful man. Those so, are beautiful. So we got those. Uh, what else have we been doing? So um, we pr next week, pretty sure next week we will be announcing a a new partnership that we are extremely excited about. Um, that is gonna is gonna take the take the, the the top off the defense. If you know what I mean. It, you know what I mean. Like we're gonna we're gonna throw a bomb. We're gonna take the top off the defense with this. It's gonna be super exciting. We are very pumped about it we've been working on that in the background it's been very boring a lot of attorney stuff which has been annoying um big words and uh a lot of big words a lot, a lot of, of big, big words. words and waiting and then all that stuff has not been fun we're going to continue bringing the DraftKings tour junkies after dark uh video on youtube on DraftKings youtube channel uh so that'll be back next week obviously we'll have the nut hut fully up and running uh, so also that's a big, that's a big thing I needed to say for those of you who have suspended your nut hut account when COVID hit, uh, those will automatically automatically, that means you don't have to do anything. Those will automatically kick back in on Monday, a week from today, uh, for tournament week, those will kick back in. You will now, you will have access again to the nut hut and, um, and yeah, your, your billing and everything will just pick right up, right, right back up where it left off. We have an amazing chalk bomb coming out next week. Ben and you and me have been working on the chalk bomb. It may have a fresh look to it. We're excited about that. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, what else? Pat, are you going to do your fantasy golf sommelier? Yeah, I'll have, oh, I can't wait to do it. I've got so much stuff like built up. What, that you we think can, it might be out on Tuesday maybe? We'll there's a Tuesday. chance. There's a chance. Actually, mm. I think it's going to be out on Tuesday. That'd be a hell of a breakthrough there. I mean, that's how we know Pat's been fired out of a cannon. Uh, ready for TJ content is if it gets out on Tuesday. So next week we're going to do our, our final, our ending segment on next week's show is going to be just the tip. Uh, so for beginners, we're going to give you guys a little, a little beginner betting slash DFS tip the week after that. We've got a great chunk and run segment planned. Uh, we're bringing back Pat Reed's rap lyrics uh, in a few weeks, maybe three or four weeks from now. Always good Last, stuff. Oh my God. Last time he did that, it was uh, Bubba Sparks, Miss New Booty. And I, it should have broken the internet. It didn't, but it should have. It should have broken the internet. Is Aaron Aaron Fleener just joined us? Look He's at that, YouTube. Aaron Fleener. I Aaron just Fleener. noticed. I that. can't believe he knows how to how to do this. Um, so what else? Am I missing anything? Am I missing anything else? What we're gonna what we're gonna be doing? What what's part of our regular routine here? I'm forgetting. Uh, that's it, really, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, happy birthday, just uh, JT Poston, by the way, I think it's his birthday today. Happy birthday to him. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be interesting. So, uh, I talked to, um, first of all, like next week's field is pretty freaking awesome. Pretty stacked. Unbelievable. Yeah. But my eyes were opened on Saturday. I talked to Henrik Norlander and, uh, Norlander said, uh, I said, when are you playing next? He said, well, I'm pretty sure I'm playing, um, 
He said, I'm pretty sure I'm playing Colonial. I'm fifth alternate, but I should get in. And I said, oh, what, what about Hilton Head? Hilton Head's a great spot for you. And he goes, oh, dude, I am 17th alternate for Hilton Head. He's like, there is zero chance I get in to Hilton Head. Everybody and their mama wants to play that golf course. He said, Phil's coming. He's never played there before. Rory's coming. He said, Hilton Head is going to be stacked. And Hilton Head's always been a course. Heritage, you know, has always been a tournament where pros have loved to go. Um, it's a great place to go for families or whatever. And it's a lovely golf course. So uh, I think as good as Colonial is, what if Hilton Head is actually better? I'm pretty sure it will I think be. it could be better. I think if there's Henrik a lot of people. Henrik is fifth alternate at, at, at Colonial, and he's 17th alternate a week later. Yeah. There's a lot of players, I believe, that would normally really want to play the Heritage, but just don't because it's the week after a major, and it just yeah. doesn't work out that way. But I, now yeah. it's not. So I, I, I think feel that like there's – I feel like Tiger should be at Hilton Head. Like – as yeah. good as his irons are right now, I mean, oh, the gosh. match, yeah. you can say what you want about the match, but as good as his irons have been all, like, all year, and then again at the match, he's healthy. Like, dude, I feel like he could, he could really contend at, at Hilton Head, at Harbor Town. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But I, I guess we haven't heard that yet. Um, we do know that the first four PGA Tour events that will be back are returning without fans. I believe for now it's just the first four. Could be wrong. So that would be the uh, Charles Schwab Challenge, which is coming up next week at Colonial, the RBC Heritage the following week, then the Travelers, which is in uh, Connecticut, and then the Rocket Mortgage Classic. So for, for now it appears that at least those first four will be done without fans. I'm assuming that also means, I mean, why, why wouldn't it? But uh, that would also mean like, no, there, there's not going to be any hospitality stuff around. There's not going to be all these structures. There's not going to be, uh, you know, um, those kind of things, which, you know, it doesn't, ha I don't think it happens often, like an egregious amount of time, but, uh, but you definitely see critical shots bounce off of hospitality houses and, you know, structure things like it's going to be kind of fun to see some of these guys like really get their dicks kicked in when they hit a bad shot. I think of Mackenzie Hughes a couple months ago. Got it's been it feels like a lifetime ago. Whatever that tournament was on the 18th hole, and he duck hooked that three wood or five wood uh, right into the. I mean, it was going hard left, uh, and it hits the you know it hits a hospitality house or whatever, and and kicked back out, and he's fine. Like. I'm interested to see some of that. Like, I think we could see a little more carnage from wayward shots, kind of like us regular folks. If there's anything that the match part two showed me, it's that I want to see – I kind of like seeing really horrible golf shots, like from Tom Brady and, and Peyton Manning on TV. Yeah, I think you may. And it'll be interesting to see just with the coverage and how they do it and, and you know, what we get. Because without there being fans out there – you know, I don't know if that's going to make a difference with the coverage, but I'm hoping that we do get a little bit of a change. Like, I hope they change it up some way, and maybe they learn from this and they play with things a little bit because they've got a good chance to do that. And so I just feel like we'll see what happens. But um, it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool. I think they're going to end up going, by the way, just my personal opinion, more than four events without fans. But um, we'll, we'll see about that. But um, – I still think, you know, fans are a very important part of any sporting event. 
Um, so it, it will be different. It won't be the same. But I still think getting live golf, four rounds, everything else is going to be just absolutely fantastic. And hopefully, you know, some of these announcers just let the golf play out. Maybe we start seeing some cut sweat stuff. Maybe they do it. Maybe they do a little something there. Who knows? Maybe some things never change though. So, so I could be yeah, totally wrong. Yeah, some things don't ever change. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that's an interesting question. Like, do you think that? Do you think? I mean, obviously, after the match, especially, you had a lot. I mean, it, it got obviously amazing ratings, tons of viewership. But you can argue it was the only thing on TV. Whatever. You had Charles Barkley outspoken about the PJ Tour needing to kind of learn, you know, take a page out of the book that, uh, you know, that was that broadcast. Um, do you feel like, <laughs> I mean, do you feel like the PJ Tour is actually going to do something different? Do, do you think they're going to, do you think they're going to take this opportunity to, when they're the, the only show in town, kind of, do you think, and they've had all this time leading up to it to prepare, do you think that we'll see anything difference do you think that we'll see anything uh out of the box for them i don't know if out of the box is the right way to put it but i think we will see some different things they've had a lot of time to think about how they're going to broadcast with no fans and if you don't see anything different then i don't know when you're ever going to see anything different and more creative and better i mean you've had three months to be creative about this and knowing well i say three months i mean I however guess however think about what think about what they've had to put into this to figure this whole fiasco out like yeah so i guess they, not I, they've just, probably worked on yeah they've worked on that more than they have on all the status production. you know all, all yeah. the the rankings and the statuses and the corn ferry and the in the the you know the mckenzie tour and the lat yeah i mean there's all kind of stuff they've been trying to figure out so it's not like they've had three months to put together this like broadcast to end all broadcast. Yeah. But, well, but yeah, they've I, had some time. I see it. I see a comment here, you know, from Fleener talking about hot mics and uh, you may get that. That may be, that'll be great. We get the more hot mics because all the fans won't be, you know, in the way. And so we might get some more, uh, you know, mm. get a little, little banter that we might not normally hear between players. That would be fantastic. Players. Ooh, maybe we should all give Fleener – we should give Fleener a code word that if he could find a way to work into a hot mic situation or a some sort of interview, because I'm sure he'll get interviewed at some point. Well, it's got to be Boom. If he's going to – Boom has got to be the code word. Boom would be a great code word. My only problem is, like, how does he work that in? Like, how, how does he work in Boom? It, it's really tough to work that in. But it, it would be it would be amazing. Yeah. He could just, like – at the end of an interview, just say, all right, boom, walk yeah, out. Yeah, that's true. He could do that. Or uh, tell JT did. to do that, maybe. Or JT, yeah. If, if JT or Fleener – how about this? If JT or Fleener works in boom into any interview and we can and it gets passed on to us somehow, then uh, the tour junkies will donate $500 to the charity of Fleener or Poston's choice. $500 to the charity of their choice – if I we like can get that. it documented, it's got they got to have a video. We got to have video. Yeah, if and Fleener's saying out. now that he doesn't know what boom means, so we're probably going to have a lot of new listeners as we come on to the show, you know, yeah. next week and whatever else. So you maybe you explain what boom means. Boom. It's basically, it's basically a good refresher. Boom. Yeah, it's a good refresher. Yeah. So appreciate so, that question coming up. Great question from the listener there. Uh, boom originated in 2016, the night that the U.S. won the Ryder Cup. Me and Pat were on the hallowed grounds of Hazeltine to witness it. 
And around, uh, I don't know, let's call it uh, 1.30 a.m., we were celebrating uh, some double-oaked or double-aged Woodford. Uh, and that was extremely uh, inebriated. And Actually, we, I had I had been, I had already at this point I had passed out, and you you and my brother. Um, yeah, we, we were playing basketball. We were staying at a, at, a, at a a very wealthy home of a friend of Pat's brother, and he had an indoor basketball court. And me and Chris were playing basketball, uh, and Pat wakes up from his slumber, walks in there. Long story short, uh, I tell him to shoot the ball. I pass him the ball. He's holding the ball. And I said, shoot it, Pat. He's about, he's about I don't know, he's about 13 feet away. Uh, and he's like looking at me like, uh, uh, uh. and uh, I go, shoot it, Pat. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to make this. And then it's, he's tried to say boom, but it slurred really bad. And he's just boom. And then he went, Poof, and he shot it. And it came up about three feet short and just airballed. Mm. And it, I don't know why it just made me laugh. And from that moment on, I've always said "boom." I started saying "boom" instead of "boom," and so that's just what it means. It's just that's all it is. So it doesn't really mean anything bad. It's just like "boom," but it's drunk Pat Ryder Cup "boom." You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's just, just a slurred version of "boom,", boom. but it yeah, but it's become a, a a rallying call, you might say, uh, yeah. for the, for for TJ. So um, it, you know, he's talking about the testing too. You know, like. Fleener just said, if, if we could watch live people getting COVID tests, would we watch? I mean, I would say yes. Uh, I would definitely do that. Um, so you got, you got all these guys that are going to get tested. You got limited media on the grounds. You got uh, all these different scenarios, right? Like, will we see someone in the lead, you know, get, uh, you know, have to withdraw because they test positive one night or, uh, I asked Fleener, what's going to happen if he tests positive, but somehow JT's okay, what's JT going to do for a caddy? You know what I mean? So there, there's all these very interesting situations where we're wondering how all that will pan out. There, all that to say is next week there's going to be a lot of volatility, a lot of volatility. Yeah. If you like volatility, which as a gambler, I think volatility is, uh, is, is an opportunity. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's like – that should be a that should be a poster. You remember when you like you were at elementary school and they had those like really cheesy posters all over the wall? Like you have the kid oh, yeah. that, like hitting the ball of yarn and it says like shoot yeah. for the stars or whatever it is. Like that should that should say volatility equals opportunity with a little kitten like hitting a ball of yarn. It's kind of like that. Next week we're gonna have tons of volatility, and it could completely send you into orbit and piss you off. You know what I mean? Like if your guy, I mean if if your guy tests positive and he's playing well like and you you miss you you don't you had six of six through going into after friday and then saturday morning comes and your guy had to withdraw because he got the COVID. you know he got the rona you know he got that uh he got that cough cough that sneeze sneeze but they'll put you in the hospital stuff you know that might <laughs> that, you know he got that go go away for two weeks and be by yourself and you know scroll your phone and do your thing kind of cough cough that may piss you off like that very very well may may piss you off but it could also uh it could also mean a lot of opportunity in terms of gambling in terms of dfs and you mentioned the lack of form we don't have form like i, I think you i don't know like I, i've definitely in the last year started to lean more on long-term form anyway in terms of like looking at how golfers fit golf courses and not getting so wrapped up in the short-term form 
so I, I guess I, I hate, I take that back. We do still have form to evaluate. We have long-term form to evaluate, but uh, obviously we have no short-term form to evaluate. Uh, and you're thinking about how these guys are going to, are going to have prepared. Um, so what are your thoughts on all that? Well, I mean, look, I mean, oh, form is a yeah. And you have the scenario, like, what if somebody's, what, what if somebody's like really kind of actually nervous about this, but they feel like they're going to, they're going to try to play. And then like Thursday night, you know, Thursday they shoot like, they sh basically shoot like a 78. Like, do they withdraw on Thursday night? And then they're just like, ah, oh, F it. I'm not going to sit here and risk it for another day. I know I'm not going to make the cut unless I shoot like a 59. I'm out. So there's, well, there's I mean, all these layers again, of volatility. There's so many, like you said, there's so many different areas of volatility that, that are a factor here, which I think you made a great point. It's a, it's a good opportunity um, to perhaps be maybe a little more contrarian, especially this first week, um, especially you mentioned recent form that we don't have anything to look at. So, um, you know, there may be some folks that are new. To, I mean, there's going to be a lot of new players to the game, especially on DraftKings and DFS and whatever else uh, that may go back to, the starts the start of the season leading up to March and start to look at these guys and see how they were playing and whatever else. And, um, you know, a lot can change in three months with somebody's game. I mean, a lot. I mean, so I yeah. think it will be interesting to see, you know, and, and, and we talked about, um, I think you teased it on Twitter, but we, we're going to have three guys that we're most interested in. And I think that there's, um, yeah. look, anybody's fair game this week yeah they increased the field i mean it was like 120 and now it's 144 which i think was a good thing that they did but it's gonna be i think contrarian is probably gonna well, be well everybody's play. fair game except for like keith clearwater i don't know i don't know about well keith yeah clearwater. we're not He's we're not talking about that i'm not come on we have smarter listeners than that yeah no no i get it <laughs> come on. but you know, i mean i think uh i think a wise thing to do it's a free tip you know it's a free show I think a wise tip is, and, I, and I'm going to have to, I, listen, I need y'all to hold me accountable to this. I need some, uh, what do I need? I need some tweets and some DMs and uh, whatever, send me a, a, a carrier pigeon with a letter. I need something to hold me accountable to this next week because I'm itching and I'm excited and I want to I blow the bankroll out the box. But you need to determine like right now or like Saturday before Sunday, before DraftKings posts anything or before your betting lines pop up, you need to determine what your weekly spend is going to be next week. What are you spending next week? And then save some of it for after they tee off. That, that's what I need help with. Like, I'm going to want to blow all the wad pre-tournament, right? Yeah, but I feel like I'm going to want to do Because of the volatility, because of the volatility, it, it may make a lot of sense to save some, some, uh, some, some cash for showdown, uh, and it may make some sense, definitely make some sense to save some cash for live betting. Um, I agree with that, especially uh, you get a you get a good number after Friday's rounds and after the cuts been made. I mean, the live betting area is going to be huge. I, think. I do. Happen. I think you. I think you definitely save a little bit for that standpoint. Um, a lot can it's happen. going to be hard though you're right it's going to be hard we need um, so messages of uh, we need messages of support and um, we need like, to all like lock them. arms you know lock arms be there for each other you know don't mm -hmm. let it don't let a brother stumble and blow all his wad for the week on the on the pre on the pre uh, the the you know the pre tourney first ball in the air 
You know what I mean? Like, help a brother out. Remind them. Dude, keep your head Well, together. and the thing is, is that everybody's ready to go. That's what I'm saying. With, like, I'm ready to be, just I mean, all like, the contests. Yeah. Give me all the content. There, there's two drafts. Let's be smart. Let's be smart about this. Let's use let's, your heads. Let's use your heads when you look. We're all excited, but we yeah. gotta we gotta be smart here. Uh, leading this into is this, like we we are all excited, and um, but sometimes you can be tempted, you know, to kind of blow blow your wad early, and that's really where our friends at Roman come in come into play. You know, what I mean, we talked mm. about. Mm. Uh, couple podcasts ago <laughs> I, tell you, I gotta say something here that may have been the best segue into it <laughs> I, 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 I gotta give you credit I gotta give you credit there <laughs> I mean, pat there. on the back all right go ahead but let's yeah go ahead you know uh I, I can tell you what I'm not gonna deal with that is gonna be lineup firing dysfunction next week all right but but occasionally like a lot of folks you may deal with some erectile dysfunction and if that happens you need to make sure your wiener stays fully engaged um, for what you needed to be fully engaged for. I mean, think about, okay, here's the parallel. This awesome, sexy ass feel that is a colonial is that hot lady that you, that you're waiting on that you're like, dang girl, I want to, I want to, I want to be, I want to be in that for the long haul. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to be doing that. And then the colonial, you're like, Ooh, I want to do this from Thursday to Sunday. But if you blow all your wad on Thursday, the colonial, you're just going to have a really hot chick who's pissed at you and you can't do anything about it, you know, and you're going to be watching her strut around on Saturday and Sunday and you can't do nothing because you didn't, you didn't take care of your business, you know. And for older men in their 30, late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, that, that may be a problem. And our boys at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can help you connect with a doctor. Now, we talked about this last time, a U.S. licensed doctor that understands U.S. issues. This is not an Indonesian doctor or a, uh, a doctor from, uh, uh, you know, like Fiji or though it could be a doctor that understands U.S. issues. And so he or she will help you out and get you connected and they'll make it convenient for you to get your treated right from your own home okay so you don't have to blow the wad on a thursday you know what i mean i'm using that 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 uh that that's an analogy is what that is uh, so all you gotta do is get on your phone you gotta get on your phone your computer you get a free online visit you hear back from that u.s licensed physician within 24 hours uh if the doctor decides that is right for you it'll all be shipped to you uh for free with two-day free shipping, and you get unlimited follow-up for that doctor. If you have questions, if you're like, hey, you know, because you guys are going to be DMing us. You're going to be sliding our DMs on, like, yeah. Friday. Hey, hey, who do you like for a live bet? Who do you like? And so we're kind of like your U.S.-based doctors. But Roman, you know, you could be like, hey, um, you know, I, I've had, a, I've had a, a hard wiener for, like, 18 hours. Is that okay? And they're going to say, no, you need to go see – so, you know, just like you slide in our DMs, you can slide in your doctor's DMs, an American doctor, to get that stuff right. And there are no commitments, and you can cancel at any time with Roman. So, if you're struggling with the old ED, you can stay home and go to getroman.com slash tourjunkies. Never been so proud to have my own URL, man. Uh, that is getroman.com slash tourjunkies for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That is getroman.com slash tour junkies that is r-o-m-a-n get that no not get that 
getroman.com slash tour junkies. Get, get that. Don't blow your uh, mind like we want to. They have just like real discreet packaging too, right? So They like, do. Comes, they do. It is discreet. They, I mean, I wouldn't. Like, well, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it is discreet though. It's almost like, it's almost like too discreet. Like your, your wife's like, like, the, hmm, are those, are those illegal drugs? Is there uh is there some sort of something that, yeah, it is a little too discreet. Like they, they can afford to put like a, I don't know what you put on it. Like a GR on it. A GR would change the world. If they just had like a red thing with like a white GR, your wife would be like, oh, that's some business. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But when it just comes like it comes, you're like, whoa, is this, is this anthrax? You're not really sure. Um, all right. Let's talk about some players, Pat. Yeah. Uh, let's look at some odds. And we're going we're, we're gonna to cover plenty of strategy and, and uh, for DFS, for betting, all that stuff. We're going to cover all that next week. We just want to kind of dip our toe in it. You know what I mean? We want to dip our toe in it and um, – Kind of just kind of just the tip, right? Just kind of just the tip. It's in. a little bit of just the tip. We're going to just the tip it. And we're going to talk about a few players, maybe a few storylines um, that we want to watch kind of coming into this. So, I'll start with you, buddy. Who's, who's a player, something to watch – Somebody you think people are going to be talking about, looking at, what have you? Well, oh, I don't I have so we. This this is the three guys that we're most interested in that we we talked about. Sure. Right. Okay. So I'm going to start with the most obvious, I think, uh, and then I'll, I'll work backwards from there. But I'm extremely interested with Rory playing in this event. I mean, he's obviously the odds-on favorite, so there's no. You know, there's, there's there's nothing new about that, but he's never played here before. I do think it is a course that he could absolutely light up, um, which are most courses really. Um, but you know, we saw him, you know, leading up before you know the COVID hit. The COVID. The guy was the guy was playing lights out and having what was gonna looking like a fantastic year. We know that he took a little bit of time off before he started playing again and then we did he did the match and, and whatever else he, he looked a little rusty um i mean he had some good shots but um i he he is one player that i'm extremely interested in we'll see where he comes in on pricing um but i just feel like this is a good place for his game you know you got bent grass greens here i feel like he can putt well on those this is a you know it's not a, a guy who drives the ball as well as he does. You don't really have to be that long off the tee or anything. But I still feel like it's a good course for him. So I'm, I'm just interested in Rory next week. And I, I want to see – we'll start to see ownership projections early in the week, next week. But um, – and I know he'll be the highest-priced guy. But I'm, I'm excited to see him play this event. He's never played it. I think I mentioned that. Um, so – he is to me one of the more polarizing players in this field to talk about and we'll just see what happens. But uh, yeah. So Rory first. He honestly wasn't on my radar. Like I actually wrote down, I wrote down eight names because I I was going to make sure that I could give you some, some different names in case we started off naming the same people. I wrote down eight names and he's not one of them, which is interesting. I mean, like obviously Rory's, I, I guess I just maybe I was trying to be a little contrarian with this. Uh, I was not contr- well. One pick may be contrarian, but I just I mean, obviously I felt like- this is one of those things. Like Rory had the most to lose coming into old Corvid because 
you know, he was playing the best of anybody in the world. He was absolutely on fire. Yeah. So I do, I do feel like he had a lot to lose. Um, so you, you, naturally, people I think are that go, it makes him interesting if- though, because he's the favorite. He's going to be the highest priced player. So I just feel like that makes it, you know, interesting to see like, you know, where he's owned, you know, yeah. whether so or not you uh, want to fade him or not, whether or not you want to fade him or not. There's a lot of decisions to be made on Rory. So I think that that makes him interesting just in itself. Now, am I saying I'm going to play him? I don't know, but I do think this is, and, and the fact that he's never played here before. But I just I think yeah. this is a a good. See, I don't think him. there's a whole lot of decisions. I mean, you're not going to bet him at seven and a half to one. No, you're definitely not going to bet him. You're probably not going to play him. Like I, I don't know a scenario where you play him. I mean, even if he comes in at if he comes in at, and I'm sure we'll talk about this next week. If he comes in projected at 5%, which would never happen, it's not going to happen. That's not even going to happen. Okay, if it was 10, if he was 10%, I still don't know that I would pay probably what he's going to come out to be um, given all the volatility we've just talked about and how if it hurts anybody, it really sucks for Rory because dude was rolling. I mean, he was absolutely rolling. And, And not that all of a sudden he just, you know, sucks at golf. Like, I'm not saying that, but it's definitely a momentum killer. Like for him to, for him to have to take the next, you know, 90 days away from competitive golf outside of driving relief, which you could argue is really wasn't competitive golf. It's a momentum killer at, 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 uh, at minimum. So I, I don't, well, I don't I think know this you're going to have a decision. I think this actually brings up why, I mean, like, like when we talked about what we were going to talk about tonight, as far as players, it was you're most interested in. It wasn't guys that I picked that I was going to necessarily play, but yeah, I, I, I think Rory is interesting, and I think I think this week is in, or next week is interesting to see what's going to happen with him, and um, I, I think it also leads me to the belief and the and that this is another discussion that you could see a lot of these top name guys miss the cut or not do well, yeah. which is one re- one reason. Or get the run. Well, that, or it's just one reason to, to maybe look to be a little more contrarian because you don't know. You don't know where they're from. Oh, yeah. Are. Next week is a contrarian what, week for sure. You do not know what they've been doing. Another reason you should actually, you know, if you're on social media, you should pay attention because you could see whether or not maybe they've been practicing or they've been doing this or they've been doing that. But um, I, I think that's an important thing is that there, there's, you know, there's a lot of guys in this upper tier that are probably going to be, you know, worth fading and that could miss a cut because we just have no clue. We don't have any clue. Um, all right, so a name that I think is the most interesting name on the board, <clears throat> without a doubt, is Jordan Spieth. He is 55-1 mm. to 1 to win this golf tournament. This is a guy who's uh, won here in t- 2016, which he bookended with uh, runner-ups in 2015 and 2017. Last year, finished eighth here. He's gained 52 strokes total in the last five years at this golf tournament. Uh, second place to him is Kevin Na at 37 strokes gained. 52 strokes gained in five years is an awful lot of strokes gained for those of you uh, curious at home. This is a golf course that Jordan Spieth, as we know, has uh, felt extremely comfortable in, dominated, um, and has been very good to him. Now, (laughs) 
we all know how poorly he has played. He hasn't won in three years. Um, and he's, uh, he's played pretty, he's played pretty bad. Uh, the best thing we've seen flash out of Jordan Spieth was a ninth place finish at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am in January. That's the best we've seen. Uh, but it's been pretty lackluster other than that for the last year, pretty much. But opposite of Rory, I think, you know, somebody who you would, you would think may benefit the most out of this three-month hiatus of living kind of quietly off to the side with no media attention, not having to answer press conferences about what, how you're struggling, what you're doing, how you feel, where's your game, blah, 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 not having to do all that, but just being able to go away for 90 days, get his head right, get his game right, and work and show up now to a course that he he's he must love like he's got to love it and he's had so much success at I think is going to be extremely interesting extremely interesting I think there's a chance that we actually see in terms of DFS I think there's a chance we see a chalky Jordan Spieth next week because I think everybody's gonna think it's gonna be one of those whole like psychological things where it's like well I'm going to do this because they think I'm going to do that. But what if they know that I'm going to do this because they know that I'm going to think that they're going to think I do that. You know, like it's going to be all like this total head game back and forth because you're going to have all the touts, everybody, all the talking heads talking about Jordan Spieth in the same way I just did. And it, it may put people on him. I think there's a chance we see Jordan at, when I say chalky, I think we see Jordan potentially at 15% or higher uh, owned on in terms of GPPs or in terms of DraftKings, DFS, that kind of thing. But I think he's the most interesting name on the whole board because of where we are. If we were coming back to, you know, Bay Hill or Hilton Head, I don't think he's as interesting. But coming back to a place like Colonial in his home state of Texas where he's had all this success, um, I, I think he is easily the most interesting name on the board. And I'm looking at him right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. He's 55 to 1. That is extremely tempting to, to snatch up. I mean, the defending champion is Kevin Na, who's also 55 to 1. So, to, you know, I mean, what if the golden boy got his, got his crap together over this last 90 days and has figured some stuff out with the driver? I mean, the putter's been fine. His, his putting has been fine. What if he's figured out some stuff with the driver and the irons, and he's had some time to decompress. He's had some time to get that mind right. He's a winner. He could win that golf tournament next week. I'm, Do you think he could? I'm getting, I'm getting some, uh, I'm getting some no way DB I, on, uh, on, on YouTube. Do you, I think he could. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying it's a stone cold lock, but I think Jordan Spieth. This is a great opportunity to embrace the volatility that we're coming off of after this 90-day break, and Jordan Spieth benefited from it as much as anyone, if not more than anyone else in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, I think you could – you could. I, I understand what you're saying, and, and he has obviously performed extremely well in this course. He's comfortable there. He's in his home state and everything else. Um, you know, I talked about bent grass greens. We know he's a good putter in general. For the most part, I know things have been kind of, you know, crazy and whatever else since 
you know, the, the last few years he hasn't been as good of a putter. But I think he's very comfortable on greens like this. Um, we know he's been playing a, a decent amount. We've seen him play in the what is it, the Merido tournament that those guys in Texas have been playing. Like he hasn't put, he hasn't competed. I think he was a marker. He's like the Jeff Knox of the Merido, um, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Like why why not just compete? But anyway, I still think I I I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if I'm totally behind you there, but but I would. I, I mean, I'd love I'd love to see it. Um, one one thing I should. Alex Hahn brought up a good point on YouTube that there are so many good players, he probably won't be 15%. You're right. Kind of forgot about that. There, there's a lot of good players. Ownership is going to be diluted uh, throughout. So 15 may be a reach, but I think that depends on where he's priced. If he's priced in the, in the high sevens or lower, I think he is. I think he gets a 15% regardless. If he's like 8,200 on DraftKings, if he's higher than that, I don't think he gets over that. But I think if he's 7,900 or less, I bet he gets – I think there's a chance he could get to 15%. Now, yeah. historically, you are the worst predictor of ownership, and I am much better at you. I may end up having to eat some crow here if I'm – and I will. If I'm, I'm terrible. I'm saying, like, I try to avoid it now at all costs. We had a comment there I just saw from 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 our good buddy Marcus Mikulvich, uh about Sungjae. And I think Sungjae was on my list, but I just crossed him out because I think that – I don't think Sungjae's missing a beat. He was playing good leading up to this. I don't think so either. I'm not I don't, I don't think, I mean, the guy probably has been playing every single day. Yeah, it's it's fun to poke around at Sungjae and be like, oh, oh God, Sungjae's going to, you know, jump off a bridge because he hasn't been playing golf every week. But, yeah, I mean, the, the guy's young. Like, I'm sure he's been playing, like, whatever it is he plays on Xbox or whatever, and he's been hitting plenty of golf balls. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't feel, I feel like, like I agree he's, with you. He's, I feel like he's, he's not going to miss guy. a beat. Yeah, I'm not worried as much about him. Now, here's a guy that I do think is interesting, and that's Justin Rose. He's at 45 Ooh, to 1. I had him written down. He won this event a couple years ago. We've All right, so the biggest thing is we know that he, he broke away from Hanma. Uh, so he's not playing those irons anymore. Now, I have not seen – now, maybe you have what he's going I haven't. With. What's he playing? Is he back to TaylorMade? So I don't I know. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's going back to TaylorMade. And Maybe normally he's so have... good to tell us who his sponsor is. I mean, my God, the yeah. guy is a so, total sponsor whore on Twitter. But he's, you know, we're just we're talking about, you know, it's like the Dosecki's commercial. We'll talk, we're talking about the, the the most interesting person for next week. Justin Rose is very interesting to me because he broke away from Hanma. He hasn't really started the year that much on fire and been playing very well, but. This is an event that he's, you know, obviously comfortable. He's won before. Uh, I'll be – I think Justin Rose could be an interesting play next week, and, and we'll see. And I think he's going to be low-owned, um, you know, just based off all the circumstances and things like that. So, he is one of the guys that I wrote down as uh, one of my interesting plays slash thoughts. I'm looking are you, over are you his, Googling? Are you Googling where – what? I'm what, not Googling. I'm just looking at his Twitter feed because, again, normally he's really good about that. I don't see anything definitive as of yet. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see anything super definitive uh, right now. I, I did have him written down. Um, okay, well, apparently he's uh, – God, his Twitter is so bad. He, he's really bad at uh, – at the Twitter. Yeah, he's he's he does better oh stuff God. on Instagram. He'll post, you know, him hitting shots or whatever. Um 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was, he was pretty active during the uh, TaylorMade driving relief thing. He tweeted about that and put a hashtag in there and, you know, so maybe he's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you do that. If you're, if you're not with TaylorMade, maybe you do. Um, but yeah, anyway, he's, he's, I guess he's a free agent at worst, but probably back with TaylorMade secretly or unconfirmed uh, right now. Yeah, one thing I think, too, is when you break away from a, like a club manufacturer like he is with Hanma, that means you're, you're – and, and you're playing this week. You're hitting a lot of balls. Maybe – I don't know what it is with, with what, with TaylorMade or with, you know, Titleist or with Callaway or whatever it is. But he's probably hitting a lot of balls and practicing a lot right now, trying to get things dialed in. We don't know if he is, but I think that that could be interesting as well. And at forty-five to one, um, might get some pretty good odds, you know, for a guy of his caliber. So, uh, I'm going to bring up a a guy that I'm interested in. He's at thirty-three to one. On, I'm uh, looking here at the DraftKings Sportsbook, Ooh, and I think we may have the same guy here. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, a Texas boy, and that is Scotty Scheffler. Mm. That you had? Nope, that's not. I had a different one. I think Scheffler's interesting. He's had a great rookie season. Uh, he's come close to winning. He has been playing. He's been very active in the offseason. He's played in those in the Merido event that you mentioned. Um, he's played in an outlaw tour event, at least one that I know of and played, played well. Um, he seems to be one of those that has continued to play competitively, even though it's not PGA tour caliber stuff, he's played competitively. Um, and as good as he was playing, I wonder if, yeah, I I feel like he's going to have a good week. I feel like he's going to have a really good week and yeah. I really this like could that. Potentially Call. be a break his breakout his breakout point. Again, a Texas boy, Texas event. Like this just feels like everything adding up for him, keeping his game sharp, continuing to compete, feel, you know, get the blood flowing a little bit. Um I think Scheffler is uh is an interesting spot. Thirty three to one in a field like this is uh that's that's strong to quite strong. Not sure if that's an outright I want to get behind. Um but in DFS, I think I'm going to love me some Scotty Scheffler. I mean, we'll, we'll see what the – maybe pay attention to the line movement there on Scotty. Uh, but I just think he's an interesting one to watch as a rookie. This is one thing that – this is one thing I was going to say. Next week, especially in D, – well, only in DFS, I think it's going to be key to pay attention to the contest that you're in and think about the public money that's in those contests. We need to reiterate this next week. But public money is going to change a lot. If you're playing – you know, in the $20 Millimaker event, you know, the first sporting event back, like real sporting event back, and you got people who are, you know, stuck playing, you know, uh, LOL and, and Call of Duty DFS, you know, they're <laughs> itching to play some sports, so they're going to throw a 20 in there. N know who you're competing against. Of course, there's going to be plenty of sharp money in there. There's going to be plenty of sharp money. But understand as you're constructing lineups who you're competing against a little better. You know, if you're playing in the single entry 555, you know, millimaker, that's going to be a lot different, right? Like Scotty Scheffler's not going to surprise anybody in that in that paying $555 to get in that contest. But in the $20 contest, I think that could look much different. Um, so understand that, that that based on the contest selection, you're going to have a we're going to have a ton of public money flooding into 
PGA Tour DFS over the next, I don't know how many weeks until the NBA, until the Major, major League Baseball, until yeah. potentially NFL gets get. There's going to be a lot of public money, and public yeah. money is typically uneducated money. So you're up against that. They're going to go with names they recognize. They're going to go with, you know, people they know, you know, names they can pronounce, all that kind of stuff. So just be aware of that. Vice versa, somebody may see a Jordan Spieth in the $20 Millie Maker and be like, you know, yeah, I'll take him along with me, DB the fish over here taking Jordan <laughs> Spieth. But I'm exactly. just saying, like, understand what you're dealing with. All right. So, so you go from that to another guy who everybody recognizes and the guy that I thought was interesting next week is Ricky Fowler. And the only reason I say hmm. that is because now look, obviously he's, you know, from the public money standpoint, he's probably a, a very popular guy, but um, I thought we saw some good things from him in the match. And I like the fact that, he was going through some swing changes. We know he worked with John Tillery at the beginning of the year and wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a great start to the year. But I think he has been working a ton on his game. And I felt like he played the best out of anybody in the in the match that we saw at Seminole. Hit some really good shots. I think Ricky Fowler is an interesting person to look at next week. Because I know, I mean, if when you're working on your game and changing coaches and doing all that kind of stuff, you're you are literally just every day grinding, trying to get what you're, you know, what you're getting taught down, trying to, you know, get dialed in and things like that. So I feel like Ricky is almost like, like he's as primed as anybody to really start this, like start anew after this three month break and all the work that he's done, changing coaches, all of that kind of stuff. Like I think Ricky has a chance to come out and play really well on this course. You know, he missed the cut last year, but it's, I don't know. He, he was, you know, again, he finished T15 in 2018, so he's obviously played here well before. So I, I'm interested in Ricky Fowler. He is a guy that I'm, I want to look at next week. Now, he's a name. He's somebody that everybody's heard of, that, that you might see the, 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 the new money come after. Um, but I am interested to see what, what it looks like for him next week. So he's, he's a guy that I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to have my eye on for next week's tournament. I mean, if, uh, you know, if driving relief weighs, weighs in at all, he played great for that. I mean, he, he, he should have won that almost single-handedly um, for driving relief. But he was striking the ball. He, to me, he looked like he was striking the ball well. Looks like things are coming around. Um, yeah, except for that Ricky, shank when it when they except got except for the shank <laughs> that was god awful um but anyway all right so my final guy that i'm going to bring up tonight that i think is uh is an interesting one to look at and i think there's a few more in here that that um that you could mention uh you know i think honorable mention just some quick hits jason day returning to the first tournament in the middle of a pandemic cracks me up i think there's so much irony in that uh, <laughs> yeah. that I just can't even believe it. Um, I think DJ is a is low-hanging fruit with as poorly as he's played all year, as poorly as he uh, looked at, uh, at the driving relief thing, if you want to put any merit into that. Um, he just doesn't seem to be all there, and I'm not just speaking to his mental capacities or IQ. But I think those are all low-hanging fruit. I think, I think one to watch is another Texas – kind of guy uh Bryson DeChambeau 
I think Bryson is uh, is going to be interesting. He he was on a tear leading up to uh, leading up to the pandemic, and uh, obviously he's packed on all his muscles and his his uh, he's all Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. He's, is this a is this a going to be a positive take on Bryson or a negative take? Like it's I just a neutral take. It's just a neutral take. It, I'm I'm stating the obvious that he had he was playing extremely well. Can't deny that. He's a Texas boy. Uh, he does seem to me, I, I, I believe Bryson is a very motivated guy. I believe Bryson wants to be dominant on the PGA Tour. Um, he, uh, you know, uh, God, I mean, like, the, the, the level of lows I got to during the pandemic and the quarantine to where I was watching his Twitch streams where he was working out just so I could make fun of him and further uh, solidify my my disgust with Bryson and, and who he is as a person uh, just shakes me to my core. But it, again, like I said, Texas event, SMU guy. Um, I mean, what the hell else has he been doing? He lives by himself, I think, or he's got like one roommate. Like he's not married. He doesn't live with his parents. You watch the Twitch stream, it's like him and some monkey that he's got to freaking video him doing his uh, oblique workout and his, you know, ISO shoulder rotations or whatever it is he's doing. Like, what else would he have to do? We've seen him hitting golf balls in the net. He's trying to get his speed up, all this. He, of anybody, I feel like I feel like at least I'm safe in knowing that probably other than maybe Jordan Spieth, nobody has worked harder in the offseason than probably Bryson. Which I gotta give it to him, I I I, I gotta give him that. He's still a tool while he's working hard, but he's I feel like he's worked hard, and I feel like he's gonna come out, you know, buff, stretched, and ready to you know f some people up on the golf course. I don't agree with that. You don't? What no. do you disagree with? You think he's just been sitting at home playing Fortnite all all the whole quarantine or something? I just I don't think I think Bryson's the type of guy that needs to be in the competition and needs to be like I just feel like he I don't know. I don't I don't like him coming out of the box hot. Like I feel like he needs to play a few events, play well, gain some confidence, things like that, and then we'll see him start to play better and whatever else. I mean, I look, I mean he's he's just extremely talented but i just it's just really like out the box i don't like it i don't like bryson hmm. i mean i do I, I i think i'm gonna i think i'm probably gonna i mean what what are his uh what are his odds right now uh, he hasn't played 20, well he hasn't not played well 22 in this to event one. either 22 to one um yeah but i mean i, I, I don't know i i like him coming out of here but all right. Cool. Those are just a handful of players. Obviously, we'll talk some more about those guys as we come back next week. We'll have, you know, we'll have plenty of other takes coming down the pipe. Uh, you got anything else, Pat, that you uh, that's kind of, you know, you, you feel like you need to, you feel like you need to, to, to tap on tonight? No, I think that's it. Um, I'm just ready to go next week. It's going to be great. Um, Maybe I should shave. Should I shave before next week's show to go back to normal? Absolutely or? not, man. The, the I mean, honestly, nothing has gotten more hype during 
quarantine than your beard. I mean, it's been, it's been white, black, you know, Asian, uh, blondes, brunettes, redheads, male, female, everybody's commented on how amazing your beard is over the quarantine. I, can't, yeah, I, I did I see can't one tonight. I did see one tonight that t- told me I looked awful. So no, that's just... not true. People at my, people at my real job have been like, Oh, I saw Pat the other day and they don't even listen to it. Like, oh, I saw Pat's thing on, he looks great with his beard. I'm like, yeah, I know he's had he done that like four years ago. We'd have been like, we'd have been way higher. Our trajectory hmm. would be way higher than it is now. You know, TJ would have just taken off. Cause we've just been two real handsome cats, you know, on your, on your screen. Um, oh, I appreciate it. It's great, man. It looks fantastic. You got to leave it. You got to leave it. It's done. It is, it is finished. You have to leave it. Okay. Well, that's then. Is the wife still liking it? Oh, she loves it. Well, that's, that's the matters, most important man. part. That really spells. is the most important. Yeah. We don't need dry spells. Oh, and you know what? It's been great. Like, I mean, not only have I played more golf during the pandemic, I've had more sex. Like it's been great. Like Thanks, the, the, getroman.com slash tour junkies. Getroman.com slash I mean, it's been a I mean This just okay, got so personal. Parts have been good. I mean, from a yeah. quarantine standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> well little, little mustache ride there, uh, Josh Kissler says. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. This has been a lot of fun. It's good to get back in the swing of things. Good to be back live with the people. And uh, I can't wait for the podcast Monday night. The, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Fantasy Golf Sommelier on Tuesday. The uh, Chalk Bomb on Wednesday. Golby's Nut Hut and hanging out with all the Nut Hutters on Wednesday night. Back in action with that. Um, It's going to be a great week, and I'm really excited about it. Me too. Remember, people. Don't let friends blow their wad on before tea time, before tea off on Thursday. Help, help people, help, help people get it, get it together. You know what I mean? We can do this. Stand together. All right. Well, that's been fun. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Hope you uh, have a fantastic week. Stay safe. Love each other. Make good choices. Thanks for listening. See ya!